Good evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, also occasionally known as a Guys Guy. It is Wednesday, January 6, 2016. Welcome to the show. I hope everybody had a great time over the uh, holiday break. Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, the Three Kings, the Little Christmas, whatever you celebrated and have kept celebrating, I think. I think the last of the holidays is done today. Um, I hope everybody's refreshed and raring to go for 2016. Let me ask yourself, though, is your heart, is your heart in the right place for this year? Because it's going to be a turbulent year. We've already seen the stock market jump up and down, mostly down. We've got issues with Korea, North Korea. Did they have a hydrogen bomb? Who knows? We've got our crazy, wild political process and the presidential, upcoming presidential election this year. But you really have to have a, a kind, open heart. And it's not easy in today's day and age. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, the abundant heart. And our special guest is Dr. Joseph Gallenberger, who's been on the show a few times before. He is a uh, clinical psychologist and well-known author and a PhD, and he's going to talk about two of his new CDs, Bundan Heart and The Healing Heart. And I've listened to both of them a few times, and uh, they're wonderful. So we'll bring Dr. Gallagher on, Gallenberger on in a few moments. So uh, let's get this started with our chat, because we haven't done a show for a couple of weeks now. I took the last weekend of the year off, uh, last week, actually, of the week, year off, as most people have. And a lot of people are still kind of rolling back into town. Here we are in New York City. We've had some uh, crazy weather. It was like high 60s when it was Christmas. And then we had some bone chilling temperatures yesterday. It was down in the teens. And now today it bounced back in the 30s. It's going to go back up to the mid 40s. And uh, pretty much a wild ride, a bumpy ride. But um you know, it is it is January, it is winter, so we expect the cold weather, but we haven't had any snow here in New York, and it really hasn't been cold. I mean, yesterday, it, was, it went down to the teens for a couple of hours and then came back up, and they made like it was the biggest thing on the news, like it never the temperature had never gone below freezing before. And, you know, last winter was brutal here and in, in, throughout the Northeast, as well as the winter before. So we, in my opinion, have gotten off scot-free so, uh, so far. So every day is a is a bonus that the temperatures are uh, above freezing and I'm a runner. So I really like it because I don't like to, and I run in central park, that six mile, 6.2 mile actually outer loop. And it is a tough run because it's all Hills and it never gets, I've been doing it for years and it never gets easier. And if you get a little bit out of shape, then it just becomes tougher. It is a great training run though. I run all around the world when I go on business trips and stuff. And uh, there's never, there's never a run. If you put an hour in, a solid hour, do that 6.2-mile outer loop of Central Park. It's gorgeous. The scenery is spectacular. The people are amazing. And uh, it's all it's all hills, up and down. And, you know, there's some straightaways and stuff. But it is a really, really good run, uh, stimulating, challenging run that never seems to get easier. And if you go, I go in at 110th street on the uh, upper west side and um you know if you go to the right you're going up the hill and then it's up and down and up and down if you go to the left 
you go down a real long hill and then it's up and it's like, hey, it's not so bad. But you come back around to the, excuse me, the west side, the last third of that run is brutal. It's just a constant incline. So uh, if you're ever in New York City and you ever like to go for a run, try Central Park. It's the best running place in the world. The other good place to run actually in New York City is um, the west side along the waterfront. When I came to New York way back when, the waterfront was very destitute. And over the years, uh, they've rebuilt it. And every year, it gets better and better and better. I did a lot of running there also. I trained for one marathon just running on the west side all the way down to the what was the World Trade Center and uh, back again and uh, up to 34th Street and then north from there. Great run, beautiful, right on the water. And the west side in New York is always cooler than the east side. So anyhow, and it, just think about it if uh, you want to get in shape and you're in the city. So as I mentioned, this year is going to be a bumpy ride. I mean, first of all, you get into the new year, everybody's making New Year's resolutions. And I've been pretty good at keeping my New Year's resolution. Uh, I usually start out the month of January, no alcohol whatsoever. And uh, two years ago, I think I went five months. I got into the summer, and then I started drinking a little bit. Uh, not too bad, though. And uh, this year, I've decided that I'm going to really manage my weight over the long haul. I've set a goal for myself, which I've been at before. I know I can get there, and it's just a matter of eating good foods, eating properly. Uh, one of the things to do is, like, don't eat anything after 8 o'clock at night. I've learned that. Cut the sugar as much as possible because there's so much hidden sugar and it's terrible for you. And uh, also go easy on the carbs. You need some carbs, especially if you work out, but don't go, don't, don't go crazy on uh, the snacks and the carbs. And stay, again, stay away from the sweets and the sugar is hidden everywhere. So my, my New Year's resolution is to just over the course of the year, manage it, manage my weight and keep myself feeling really good. Because I know the weight, you know, everybody has kind of a weight where you feel really good at. And uh, I know what mine is. And sometimes, you know, you don't need to be that razor thin or anything because that's not really where you're at. That's not really what your body tells you. So you have to find your comfort zone. And I know my best walking around weight. I need to lose about 10, a good 10 pounds and hold it there. And uh, I can do that. That's not an issue. It's a matter of just maintaining that and then knocking off another five pounds. So I'm giving myself six months to lose and completely lose that 15 pounds and just have it gone. And uh, so it's not an issue because I find, I think the older you get, you can really put on the weight quickly. If you fall off like uh, your weight management program, I'm not going to say diet because diet, diets are very yo-yo, but if you kind of slip in terms of not eating properly or, or not exercising, it's very easy with the, the food sources are out there. If you're not very mindful, you can gain weight fairly quickly. The other thing is I really want to open my heart this year. And I think with all the you know challenges that are going on in the world, I mean, we came out of 2016 with uh, you know the stock market plunging, uh, with this crazy election uh, that's heating up for 2016 between the Republicans and the Democrats. And it, it is a zoo. And we can talk about that another time, but I've got some thoughts on it. I don't want to get political, but I'm just trying to come at it from a guy's guy's truthful, authentic area. And we'll get into that at some point. And then you've had, you know, North Korea said they have an H-bomb that they were uh, testing out. And 
You've got this standoff between the militia and the government in Oregon, which I don't quite really understand all of that, but it's just more conflict. And then you've got the whole gun control thing where the president wants to put in a couple of uh, items uh, into law uh, that a lot of people are upset about and a lot of people support. And on face value, they look very benign, if you ask me. But if you keep connecting the dots and connecting the dots, connecting the dots, some people think, oh, they're trying to take everybody's over time. Nobody will be able to get a firearm. I, I, I don't know about that. But, um, you know, there's interesting points on both sides of the coin. And it's all about in the guys, guys world here, when men and women can be at their best, everybody wins. And one of the things we do is we listen. We listen to each other and we try not to be judgmental. And uh, I've spent a lot of the last couple of weeks doing a lot of meditation, really try to center myself and releasing things that no longer serve me and opening up space for the things I really want to manifest. And so many people have trouble with manifestation. Um, and maybe it's because their approach, uh, maybe because their heart isn't open. I've also done work using Dr. Gallen Gallenberger's CDs to uh, the abundant heart and the healing heart to help open my heart. And I think I even mentioned to it last time that I was something I was working on last time I was on the show. But the two new CDs that he has are fantastic. Basically, their heart heart-based balanced brain meditations using the latest sound technology to simultaneously expand consciousness and strongly activate loving feelings resulting in exciting and powerful states of awareness even for people who have difficulty meditating in the past and i can tell you having done the uh having done the meditations that there's uh, they're both about 36 minutes long. And there's a lot of time when you're there, you know, Dr. Gallenberger guides you, but there's a lot of times where you're on your own. There's some sounds under, kind of under the current, if you will, that he will explain to us going on and, and they help you get to a peaceful space and a heart opening and a heart abundance space and a heart healing space. And uh, you feel fantastic when you're done. And uh, hopefully that frequency stays with us. Now, that's one of the things I want to talk to Dr. Gallenberger about. So just a little bit more about our guest, and then we'll bring him right on. Dr. Gallenberger, he's a world-renowned psychologist. He's author of books like Inner Vegas, which we had him on the show talking about, and Liquid Luck, which is another CD that's fantastic for uh, abundance creation. Using the latest sound technology in the Heart Series, he's got these meditations that include gentle verbal guidance, by binaural beats, gamma stimulation, and beautiful music turned to 432HZ. And these features work together simultaneously, expanding our consciousness and activating loving feelings, resulting in powerful states of awareness. As I said, even for people who, uh, for people who don't really know how to meditate that well. Uh, so that's, that's basically it. And I'm very excited to welcome back to the show our Dr. Gallenberger, good evening. Good evening, Robert. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, and thanks so much. I'm very pleased and honored that you're joining us for the first show of a new year. And as I was saying in the opening comments, this is a year where our, I think our hearts really need to be open because uh, everything uh, coming out of the gate is pretty wild and woolly. So uh, tell yeah, us a little bit about... One of my favorite about... phrases there is, uh, fear is expensive, love is priceless, choose wisely. Uh -huh, this year we're exactly. going to have uh, the wisdom 
in the election to vote for love or fear and uh-huh. in many of our uh, reactions with other people. So uh, I agree with you there that it's a great year to be open-hearted. And it's going to be a challenge, and I guess the challenge, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, will help us with you know raising our own frequency, our own challenges, our own missions. They say that you know from what I've read and people I've spoken to, uh, that uh, you know this coming year as well as last year and just moving forward that there's going to be a lot of change and this is a time where uh, there's a lot of shifting energies planetarily. Um, do you uh, buy into any of that? Are you are you on board with that? Yes, I see. Um, um, you know, I think you remember from other shows. Uh, I do these Inner Vegas Adventure workshops. I've done right. 77 of them now. And what we're doing out there is raising energy, uh, focusing it to see results at dice or slots very quickly to show you people the rhythm of manifesting. And in the last year, there's been a shift of energy there. Um, and uh, I first thought maybe it was all a fear that's floating around the world. But uh, looking into it even further, I did get uh, tap into the articles that say there's quite a bit of geomagnetic shift going. Places that were uh, real power spots before might not be as uh, hot a place, and then other places like Hawaii and Australia are getting uh, really amped up with uh, higher energies. So, yep, things I think are changing. Now, just one more point uh, in that area. Now, I've been reading a lot recently and kind of came across a concept that was new to me but makes perfect sense. And I've I've met people who are kind of in this space. And that is if you can raise your frequency and uh, a lot of the the, uh, parts of the small self, if you will, and the darkness kind of fall off. If you can maintain yourself on a higher energy grid, if you will, and by doing that, you, you're affecting not just yourself, but by keeping yourself and seeing everybody as worthy uh, uh, and having self-worth, that the planet, the planetary vibration uh, through a, I'm not going to say a small group of people, but I think what I was reading is like, like one person can affect another couple hundred. If you can keep your frequency and your thoughts and your heart open and your love and blessings out there at, at a certain level that you can impact not just yourself, but a lot, lot of other people and the whole planetary vibration. What, what are your thoughts on that? Since you're, that's kind of in your area of work. Yeah, I would, uh, <clears throat> I would agree. You know, the first thing that people f- find when they keep their energy very high is that the fear forms of the culture don't stick to them. They just, you, you just see that as a lot of drama. And uh, instead, you're noticing the beauty of nature, the beauty around you, other good positive things. And as you begin to feel yourself overflowing with this kind of loving energy, not only do you get out of your depression, anxiety, worry, but it begins kind of beaming first to the people you maybe associate with the most. And then I think that spills over to many, many people. Uh, they've done some experiments with uh, in HeartMath Institute now where they have uh, sensors sensing the geomagnetic fields of the Earth. And when they get a couple hundred people in a particular area meditating and opening their hearts, they can see a, a gentling effect even on the Earth's magnetic fields. So I think we're even seeing some scientific verification of 
what many people might know intuitively. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important for everybody to, you know, manage their thoughts and manage their heart space, if you will. What what um, motivated you at this time uh, to focus on heart abundance and heart uh, healing for these two CDs? Well, as you know from past two, I have a couple decades of experience in this area of manifesting, and um, I've continually came up with uh, good evidence that being in a wide open, very high heart energy was the best energy to consistently be able to positively affect your future, your reality, what you'd like to create, to do uh, energy healing from, um, those kind of things, very practical, raising, you know, even working in your business or relationships. Uh, So my first... uh, attempt to kind of summarize all those decades was liquid luck and uh, mm-hmm. still real happy with how that came out. Fantastic. I wanted to, I, you know, I heard uh, from people sometimes, you know, hey, I mentioned open the heart. What the heck does that mean and how to do it? And so the Healing Heart and the Abundant Heart CDs um, really guide people on what exactly we mean by that, how to how to accomplish that. And as you mentioned, uh there's a, quite a bit of gentle verbal guidance or instruction in that, if you will, and mm-hmm. that's augmented by all the binaural beats technology and the nice music and the uh, um, stimulation to gamma waves, which are associated with real peak uh, meditative states, uh, things like that. So putting them all together, the idea would be that someone, again, without much experience and not really maybe fully confident that they under even understand what an open heart is would experience uh, this kind of heart energy flow that we're looking for. And it's been real successful, which has been real happy for me. Now, do you consider this kind of like when somebody listens to one of these, one of your CDs, is it, a, would you call it an, an attunement or is it uh, strictly taking place during the time that they're doing the meditation? It is um, designed to activate something that is very pleasant and powerful during the meditation, but done um, repeatedly uh, tends to, I think, change brainwave patterns, uh, the neural pathways in our nervous system, changes our capacity to move into heart space. So, Robert, I'm going to read you a little paragraph here somebody from South Africa sent me about that. Maybe that will explain. Great. Uh, This fellow writes, uh, I am finding myself in my relationship with my family after more than 30 years of tension and fighting to be so much improved. Gosh, I'm really pleased, and I also used to be a very negative thinker, and once in a bad mood, it was tough getting out. In the past three months or so, from reading Liquid Luck and Inner Vegas, I'm becoming more and more the person I've always wanted to be. I get lots more compliments from people about how good a person I am. So that came in from South Africa this week, and I thought it'd be fun to share it. Uh, So that speaks to that idea of, uh, with practice, it begins to be your new set point. uh, We all have range of happiness. Mm Uh, biologically that we're built into genetically and we can learn how to live on the top of our range in open-heartedness happiness those kinds of things but it takes a little bit of practice to do that 
Now, talk to us a little bit, just for the benefit of our audience. You know, you mentioned a couple of terms there, uh, binaural beats, gamma stimulation, and then the 432HZ. How does yeah. how does it all work together? And just in layman's terms, what what how does that how does it work uh, physiolog- physiologically on people? And then how do you actually embed it into the into the into the CDs? How do you actually do sure, that? Sure. Um, first of all, this idea of uh, 432 hertz, uh, which is cycles mm-hmm. per second is what uh, the note A used to be tuned to back in the Middle Ages when the uh, Stradivarius um, violins and all the nice instruments mm-hmm. were designed. And it was shifted to a 440 hertz uh, as a more activating martial kind of music background. And uh, so by going back to the 432, people experienced the same piece of music uh, as more beautiful, more gentle, more calming. So you could go on the Internet, oh, okay. for example, mm-hmm. and listen to somebody playing green sleeves on a guitar in 440 tuning or 432, and most people really prefer the 432, so that's why we use that. Wow. So that's going on. Okay. Um, and uh, I found this piece of music to put on with kind permission by the composer, and when uh, I heard the piece before, knowing even what the title was, and when he sent it to me, his title for that was Radiant Heart. So uh, mm-hmm. he did this music with the intention to help open the heart and help it radiate. So that's number one. Number two, okay. binaural beat technology means a different tone in each ear, like 100 cycles in one ear, 104 in the other. And it causes the brain to go into a rhythm of the difference between those two. So 100 and 104, the difference would be four cycles. And that rhythm, for example, is very, very deep relaxation even to sleep. So we can uh, encourage the brain, both left and right hemispheres, to talk more to each other, to come more in balance, and then to move into different states like relaxation, creativity, etc., And the good thing about that is the ego is kind of in the left brain and usually talking a little loudly to us. And Mm -hmm. it gentles that ego, which allows us to also move into the heart intelligence. So that's number two we got in there. Number three, we found that uh, higher brainwave functions called gamma waves tend to be present when energy healers are at their peak of healing ability, when people do... Uh, telekinesis or psychokinesis work when they get psychic flashes. Um, And so uh, activating those very high energy waves, we do that with something where sound is modulated across the field. Uh, People may know the Doppler effect. That's the sound when a train goes by, you know, Mm -hmm. that that decreases sound. You can use that sweeping in front of your auditory field to create some of this gamma stimulation. So these kind of combine together in a way to first uh, deeply relax the person, even if you've had a rough, agitated day. So even in five minutes, you let all that go, you go into deep relaxing, and then you're guided to uh, open the heart and instructed how to do that. And then on the healing heart, we use that then for a deep healing of yourself. We mean healing into your full potential, not just a sore knee, but all you could be as a human being, and then also spreading that healing energy to another loved one, friend, uh, place on earth that needs some attention. Uh, So that's healing heart. 
and Abundant Heart, we uh, once the heart is open, we ask you to listen to your heart very deeply about what your deepest uh, really things are there that would make your heart sing. And people say, boy, I'm really surprised. My heart had a lot to say to me. I guess it's been wanting to talk to me for years. And once you identify what the heart wants, then there's a space in the meditation to begin to bring that into creation in your life. Well, I can tell you, having done both, uh, went into a really deep dive and uh, really enjoyed both of them. Uh, nicely n- nicely done. Really e- excellent. Um, how often do you recommend uh, that, that people uh, do these meditations? I think, Robert, it's good for it to be uh, kind of organic, meaning it, you don't want to be like 50 push-ups a day type of thing where it becomes right. a chore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on a given day, you might say, gee, I really feel like uh, feeling how good I felt on the Abundant Heart exercise, then go ahead and slap it, uh, some headphones on and listen to it. They're available as CD and download. Um, <clears throat> some people are using it every morning to really set a great tone for the day. I also get reports of other people using it at night to really gear down after work or toxic family situations. Uh, and, you know, the, it'll vary. Some people it's a daily practice. Other people might hit it once every week or two, depending on their schedule and, you know, their commitment to other things. And it, it, after maybe listening to once a month or less, it would begin to really weaken in terms of the uh, changes of brainwave patterns and stuff that we'd be talked about before. But it doesn't take too much to keep it going. Now, how how has, you know, for all this work you've done, you've done Abundance Waterfall, Liquid Lunch, Inner Vegas, um, these two new CDs. How how has your life changed since you started developing uh, these these products, these very helpful spiritual products? Uh, I'm just really, really blessed, was even before starting this. Um, uh, but over all of these years, the... Uh, the amount of love and uh, lack of fear in my life, if you will, has uh, just taken off, uh, you know, synchronicities, serendipities when I approach some of these new products. Everything just falls into place in getting the thing done uh, and meeting all kinds of wonderful people on my journey to get the thing done. Um, it's just a great way to live. I look at it as kind of a yoga um, that uh, you could call a yoga of the heart so that you're living from this place of great love instead of uh, fear and anxiety. Why do you think it is that people uh, have have so much trouble with opening the heart? I mean, is it the world we live in? Is it uh, the Western culture? Or what is it? But it? It's tough. And I think I had mentioned to you last time we spoke that that was one, something I was working on. So your CDs came in were perfect timing for me. And I'll be listening to them on a regular organic basis. But uh, why do you think that so many, and I I think it's the key, the one thing that personally I'm trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm continually peeling back the layers and unlocking. Uh, But I think for a lot of people that heart opening is, uh, it's almost like a foreign concept because it's so shut down. Yes. You know, we've been, um, you're correct. Like uh, when we look for people with psychic ability, in China, they find kids that are raised in uh, the countryside 
um, much more open than kids that are raised in the city. So all our fast-paced left brain culture definitely um, tends to um, mute mute our heart activity. A lot of us are out of touch with the beauty of nature. You mentioned, you know, jogging around Central Park, you find some mm-hmm. nature there. Absolutely. Uh, but added to that is, you know, if people can put you in fear, they can sell you something. And so True. politicians will say, you know, without government, there would be uh, chaos in the streets. And science says without us, you know, we'd be burning out the people at the stake out of superstition. Religion says you can't find your way to God. You have to go through me. So our fears are played on, and we want to be good people and do good things, and we're social creatures. So we um, we pick up the vibe of the culture that we're in, um, and, and uh, also uh, their definition of success in that culture uh, tends to make us want to really be in a survival mode. I just mm-hmm. done a study, Robert, that was... Uh, <clears throat> results are coming out now again. Eighty years long, Harvard University studying people that were graduates of starting Harvard, as well as 500 men in New York or at Boston. I can't remember which city. And uh, over these uh, 80 years, what they found the most important predictor of being happy, successful, still being alive, being healthy was lovingness and your relationship, your community. Um, so it's a very powerful thing to move into heart and away from fear. Yeah, and it is, you know, it's a one when I don't know about yourself, I'm curious to know, but for for I know my own personal experience when working on, you know, the frequency and working on eliminating fear and replacing it with love and creating room for the things I want in my life and releasing the things that no longer serve me. And I, I can actually feel I'm a Reiki master teacher and I can actually feel uh, my right palm heats up every once in a while. It'll just heat up and I can feel just stuff coming out of it. It's just releasing. But I also find that every once in a while I'll get like a little down in the dumps and I start, you know, having to manage my thoughts so I don't question everything because I, I, to me, I think the spiritual journey is not, and it's not an easy one, regardless of what you're doing job-wise and all that. Just the whole spiritual path is, and the ascension, it's it's not it's not a walk in the park, if you will. Your thoughts? No, I think it's uh, uh, most of us find uh, it quite challenging because it involves a lot of trust and uh, right. and uh, sometimes separating out from our culture and our families in terms of how they vibrate, if you will. Uh, so it can be even a little lonely. Um, that's one of the reasons we've mentioned Monroe Institute. Uh, yes, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, they're Please. so delighted to meet people of like, like minds. And uh, so they stay up till all the wee hours of the morning just talking and talking to find people who resonate with them and can listen and accept what they're saying. Uh, so... Um, you know, it behooves us to create, much like you do for your running ritual, uh, to create a mind spa or a spirit spa, if you will, where we're surrounding ourselves with people of better energy um, and, you know, positive activities. Mm-hmm. And how, how would you recommend to people to conquer 
you know, this, the ego uh, and uh, fear slash ego, because to me, in a lot of ways, they're one and the same. Um, that small, the small self is pretty crafty and, uh, you know, choosing love, you, you don't want it to become rote. You don't want it to become a cliche. You want it to become real, but it ain't easy. Mm-hmm. Well, I first uh, encourage people not to try to kill the ego. Because its whole job is survival and uh, mm-hmm. it's useful to us. So if mm-hmm. you go about That's saying I'm trying to kill it, all it does is fight harder. You know. Uh, right. So it's more. I would look at it as inside ourselves. We could have a board of directors to be a viable organization, our own self-organization. And right now, ego might have been a dictator for a long time. But we want to hear from the wisdom of grandmother, our inner child, our ego and everybody else on the board, and then we as captain of our ship make up, make up the final decision. So it's a question of seeing the, the important, useful role of the ego and respecting that it can sabotage if uh, given too much rain um, so that you want to have it balanced. And a great way to get out of ego is get out of your head and into your body or into your emotions or into your heart. So things like you're running, things like listening to beautiful music, going and seeing the uh, beauty of nature, um, having interactions with people that are positive and inspiring, all that tends to decrease ego gently without trying to kill mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Nicely stated. The other issue I think a lot of people have is uh, everybody, you know, manifestation is a buzzword and everybody wants to be able to manage their thoughts and be able to create the things they want and the secret came out and it became very cut and dry and kind of material oriented. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, manifestation and the role of uh, trust and surrender even? Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, often kind of a surrender to what the heart already knows is what's best for you rather than having your manifestation desires be ego-driven. Um, it uh, The secret did some good things, but it made it sound like all you have to do is think it and it'll be so. For most people, they have a lot of stuff they need to clear in terms of limiting, limiting beliefs like nothing good comes easy, no pain, no gain, to mm-hmm. I don't deserve this, to what have you. And then they're operating on a fairly low energy state uh, emotionally, and that's where, you know, being in a very high heart energy, very happy comes in. So if you can get um, happy and free of some of those limited beliefs, that's when manifestation tends to take off, and you go, oh, this stuff really does work. And that's one of the reasons for the CDs is a way to kind of, at least for a little while, slip under all these ego concerns and other things and get a person to be resonating in your words at a higher frequency and and see results perhaps that day um, of how powerful it is to be in a better mood. And once you see that, even the ego gets, gets uh, behind this and says, hey, this is quite practical. This feels good to my body, mind, and spirit. And uh, it allows me to work smarter and not harder, whatever way you might want to put it. Uh, and then then even the ego gets on board and saying, don't forget to do your meditation, uh, because it's seeing the practical value to it. Mm-hmm. 
Well stated again. Um, our, this is Guys Guys Radio. Our special guest is Dr. Joseph Gallenberger, and we're talking about his Abundant Heart and Healing Heart CDs. Thank you again for being on the show, Dr. Gallenberger. Tell us a little bit about, um, we have a few more minutes, uh, your other work, uh, Inner Vegas, Liquid Luck, Abundance Waterfall. I have done, I've read uh, Inner Vegas, fantastic. I've done the Liquid, liquid Luck uh, meditation as well as abundance waterfall and the abundance waterfall absolutely beautiful and uh liquid luck i've done i don't i can't tell you how many times i i've, I've done it on my own after listening to it a few times and i always make sure at the end of my visualization and meditation that i drink a big glass of my liquid luck talk to us uh-huh. a little bit about those three uh products if you will sure well um uh... To back up a bit, you know, working okay. as a trainer at Monroe Institute, doing all this meditation, mm-hmm. got involved with energy healing, and then began to look at psychokinesis, this ability to affect matter with your mind, like bending metal or plastic, growing seeds mm-hmm. in your hands in a few minutes. And I wanted to uh, really get a black belt in that, if you will. So I found Vegas was a great classroom for that because the feedback is so quick on the uh, slots and dice if you're doing it right or you're not doing it right. So from there uh, came my home study course, Sync Creation. That's our most extensive product. And then, um, as mentioned, uh, we wanted to get something to give people at least a taste of this. So Liquid Luck came out next. uh, And the CD was so effective, people selling houses in an hour that had been on the market for months, uh, getting job offers, finding soulmates, uh, winning lotteries that I wrote a book about it called also called Liquid Lock. And uh, the Abundant Waterfall is a favorite of a lot of people, too. Its idea is to imagine all the abundance in your life now as a beautiful waterfall and then see any part of that waterfall increasing that you would like. So say if you put uh, green as the healing color for your waterfall to see that part of the waterfall getting more and more powerful. And we've had great success with that as well. Now, what what do you really want people to get out of all your work? What is your kind of mission? Because it it just keeps growing and growing, and you're doing wonderful things. What what is the takeaway you want people to get from your work, and what do you really want to stand for? I think my main message is, is, and I really love people to understand this, we are miracle workers. And we're living in a miraculous world. You could look at the miracle just of the human hand in front of you. And we can indeed shape our personal futures and the world's welfare. And we need to do start doing that now. Uh, you know, I have a, uh, my new granddaughter is just turning one next week. Oh, congrats. And I want a good world for her, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we clear our limiting beliefs and raise our heart's energy, I think we can focus it for healing, for abundance. And I think right now that message is so important because of all the strong messages of turmoil, lack, terror in the world uh, and a strong belief in materialism in our culture, we need to see how strongly our spiritual side can actually help us create the abundant and compassionate world that we'd like. So now, who, it's very practical. Mm-hmm, yeah, absolutely. Who who influenced you? How, what was the spark to get you involved in all of this and on this path? I had a lot of uh, spiritual experiences as a kid, if you will, out-of-body, telepathic, being one with everything. 
I was raised uh, Catholic, so I looked at the Christian mystics uh, mm-hmm. work, and then I went into the Eastern religions work. Um, all along the way, I've met some such wonderful writers and teachers. Um, the Seth's books were very um, seminal for me early, um, and along the way, I've had the good fortune to meet a lot of the finest minds in these areas. Um, one thing I love about Monroe Institute is people go there, atheist, Republican, Democrat, etc., and there's no dogma there, so you're really free to explore on your own. And that was um, Bob Monroe's uh, big thing. And, you know, he was a hard-biting businessman from the mm-hmm. 30s. And yet, um, I was looking the other day on page 239 of his second book, he has something he calls super love, and he says that's the super love, which is maybe we could call agape, agape, uh, mm-hmm. He says the main reason to come to the planet to be learn about it and to become an amazing expresser thereof. Uh, so um, people can get to these places from religious thought or philosophical thought, but also psychological thought. Now all the positive psychology movement, and also even you know uh, practical ways of how do I do better in a casino? Open your heart. Mm-hmm. And. What's your best day in the in the casino? <laughs> uh, there's been so many amazing ones. Uh, I've hit probably uh, well over a dozen royal flushes now, which are about 160,000 to one by chance. Oh my gosh! Um, the uh, I've had some great rolls at the dice table, but my my uh, peak days are when I see. Uh, somebody, you know, come second day of the workshop and say, Joe, I'm pain-free from post-polio syndrome for the first time in 20 years. Ah, I think it really floats my boat. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. So the uh, CDs, again, are Abundant Heart and Healing Heart. Now, where can people find you, Dr. Gallenberger, and all of your fantastic products? Good. Well, with what we're talking about tonight, the easiest would be to just type in HealingHeartCD.com or AbundantHeartCD.com, and it'll go right to my website. Uh, my main website is called Sync, S Y N C, like the word synchronize, uh, SyncCreation.com, but HealingHeartCD.com will get you there. Fantastic. And uh, what's next? Well, I'm working on a new book, and it's a little different topic uh, uh, about. Um, a much more compassionate way to look at suicide and what that's all about and mm-hmm. um and how to you know bring in the importance of self loving that we need to do to avoid that so I have that going. I've also started working with some remote viewing applied perception folks that did a, a seminar with them down in uh, at their conference in New Orleans this year, and we're gonna have our first webinar in March uh um, showing how open-heartedness can get people into the state of intuition where they can do good remote viewing. Now, can you do that? Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Okay, give uh, me a give me, give, give me a quick read. For for what? Uh, I usually uh, it'll be something like you say to me, "Gee, I've lost my cat," and I can kind of go in and figure out, okay, the cat's under the heat duct in the basement. Oh, so it's it's a physical, the remote viewing is actually, do you see inside people, though? 
I usually don't do, quote, what you'd call psychic readings or that kind of thing, no. Okay. But, I mean, seeing when you see remote viewing, do you, can you see inside somebody's physical body? I don't use the word for myself, see. I don't see much. I know. Okay. Uh, usually, or I'll sense or feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, some people's psychic ability does come through more as a, a visual, but for me it's more Got it. knowing. Okay, good. Well, listen, Dr. Gallenberger, uh, I think your work's fantastic. Uh, you're a gentleman, you. and you're doing wonderful things, and it's always my pleasure. I really thank you also because you've been, a, I would say, a frequent guest on the show, and I'm always happy to talk about you and your products, and uh, you're a great guy, and I really appreciate your being here. So Happy New Year. All the best with these new uh, CDs. I highly recommend them. I've, as I said, I've done them both, and they're great, uh, Abundant Heart and Healing Heart. So thanks so much, Dr. Gallenberger, and Thank I hope you, uh, we speak again. Thank you for having me on, and I wish you a wonderful year and all your guests, uh, all your uh, listeners as well. Fantastic. Okay, thank you, Dr. Gallenberger. Okay, folks, okay. so that's our show for this evening. Again, our guest was Dr. Joseph Gallenberger, and uh, next week we've got, uh, we're back to the old uh, relationship area. So we've got somebody who's got a dating app who's coming on, uh, who was going to be on last year. We had to shift a few things around. And uh, we've got guests lined up through April now of this year. So very excited about that. You can always check out my website and my blog, robertmanny.com, Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube. We've got videos on there, Robert Manny author. Uh, and iTunes and Blog Talk Radio, all both house all podcasts of Guys Guys Radio. We're closing in on 180 podcasts now. And as I mentioned, we have guests lined up through April. So we're off to a great start this year. And again, everything began with, uh, you know, the novel I wrote, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. And from there, we built a brand and a movement, uh, The Guys, Guys Movement, which is all about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. So wishing everybody a wonderful, healthy, heart-opened 2016. And just to say to everybody, uh, God bless and remember that... uh, Guys, guys, finish first.